Who wants to get funky tonight? Chicken ain't nothing but a bird. That is one big pile of shit. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. everybody welcome it's another episode of the silver motion podcast my name is will i'm steven and uh here we are once again <laughs> in your uh in your ear holes yeah. so um this week we're doing an anime series it had uh two seasons first season in 96 second season in 97 yep. and uh, it's called those who hunt elves Actually, calls the second season "Those Who Hunt Elves" two. Yeah, they do. Was, uh, they they do call it a yeah. I have a feeling this one was more intended to just be a one season, and then was somehow funded for another season. And yeah, like, oh well, what do we do now? Um, make a sequel series. But. It ha- the the manga that it's based on is fairly large, so right. um, I don't know. You know when. I know it started, I looked it up, it started in 94, so mm. by the time they were doing this, you know, there's a few years of it going, but, right. uh, but, uh, I don't know, I, I don't, I think it's all, all of the, the stories and stuff are coming from that manga, so. I imagine so, I mean, they probably have a few alterations or whatever to fit the format, but yeah, I don't think it's, it's probably not terribly different from the manga. Probably not, but uh, before before we get into this, <laughs> I feel like we should um, uh, set this up a little bit. So, uh, I bought this DVD in a in a in a sale. One of my vices is buying things in sales. Uh, right, um, it's a bad habit, but here we are. <laughs> and so I bought this thing, and then uh, I received it. And I said, oh, look at this stuff that I bought in my sale. And Stephen goes, oh. <laughs> and and the oh was in reference to this particular anime. And so uh, you have a little history with this. Uh, if it's a history. Well, it's, I don't know. It's more you... like I've seen like the trailer for it was, I, I feel like this anime was getting pushed fairly hard in the early 2000s. Okay. And because I saw the trailer for it quite a lot, it was all over the place. It's, it felt like it's one of the more memorable ones that I just saw frequently. Right. So maybe I just kept bumping into it. Maybe it wasn't, but just to me, <laughs> it was at everywhere. the time. I was like, oh, this thing again, <laughs> this thing again. <laughs> and and this, you saw this trailer a lot, and uh... my immediate like <laughs> watching the trailer, I thought, wow, this looks like shit. 
And so I never watched the series. Right. And and yet I kept seeing this trailer popping up over and over like God wanted me to see this series. And uh, yeah. I was just like, no, this looks like crap. Why would you why would I want to watch this? And then here once again it pops up in front of you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this fucking thing again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it won't die. Pretty much. So uh, you went into it with uh, low expectations. Low expectations, <laughs> but also in a in a situation of like, fuck, the, you know, it's going to be a piece of shit, maybe. Yeah, I mean, so maybe I went into it with uh, the wrong attitude. But. Yeah. Well, you you at least you had a uh, some kind of an impression of it, <laughs> right? Going, going into, into it. it. Yeah. Um, and you were kind of blind on it. I was. I watched the trailer, though. Um, I don't know if it's the same trailer that you saw many times, but uh, I remember when I was filling up my cart, it was like, oh, this is a 90s thing. So, like, okay. <laughs> and I watched the little trailer. I'm like, okay, cool. This is a little fantasy thing. I don't know. It's a tank. <laughs> and whatever that it was in that trailer, I don't know what right. the fuck was in it now, but whatever was in it was enough to be like, yeah, okay, I'll spend, you know, five bucks on this or whatever it is to get free shipping or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, but other than that, I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Never heard of it before. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. So honestly, really the only thing I have more than you, I guess, going into it was just a general anime experience of, yeah, this feels like the type of anime I tend not to enjoy. Right. Okay. So it was more of like this subtle gut feeling of it. Well, that's a little different than <clears throat> this looks like shit. <laughs> I feel like it was like, I don't know. I'm nah, that's not for me with that looks like shit. I, a little, yeah, more, I don't, I don't a little more harsh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That was my reaction to it at the time, was just, looks bad. Yeah. I think that maybe snowballed as I kept seeing it. Every time, time. Like, you get more like and more again? angry about like, it. Like, why? <laughs> this fucking thing. <laughs> like, no, go away. They had a warehouse full of copies. They got to fucking sell them. Yeah, I guess so. Like, nobody's buying this fucking thing. <laughs> All right, so, so then... Um, uh, as chance would have it, we were gonna. We decided, oh, we're gonna watch a series, and then we were left to whatever I had, which is yeah, <laughs> not the grandest selection, right? And so we went with this. Yeah, and we were. I think we had a conversation that time. I don't know. It might have even been in the previous podcast. Of, yes. Of a uh, challenging or uh, yeah, it was. It it was. I remember it was on. The, towards the end of that last podcast, we were talking about that with the challenge of things, and yeah, like uh, I don't remember what we said, but yeah, so it was kind of this idea of take this thing and see what you can get out of it, and challenge yourself to find something worthwhile in it. Yeah, because the uh, the the spectrum of of entertainment, you know, if you just watch the same the things right. you like all the time, it's you know you don't have a good gauge of things. Right. So here we are, <laughs> challenging ourselves. Challenging with this, uh, ourselves with, with those this series who hunt elves. Um. So let's do this. 
on the count of three, <laughs> was this worth uh, worth watching? We'll both do it at the same time. One, two, three. Yes. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I mean, not really. Okay. Not, I mean, it is in the sense of as we were discussing before of challenging yourself to experience new things. Yes. In that sense, this was something I never would have watched. Yeah. It is a somewhat different experience than uh, what I would have normally familiar with. So, in, in that sense, I saw something new. Yes. And that's broadening my spectrum in a, in a way. So in, in that sense, I can say, sure. I guess it, it added to my repertoire of uh, yeah. anime knowledge. But but in terms of uh, just, uh, just watching the watching yeah, thing. It, it, this, is, this is one I, I would have given up on pretty early on. Before oh, really? I, I, oh, wow. It, it feels... I, I was curious how you would take this because to me, it feels very kind of generic, yeah, and bland. Okay, and I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like, I was like, well, there's a lot of weird shit happening in this series. Why is it so bland feeling? Yeah, and I was like trying to identify like why is this thing so weird to me? Like so just ordinary. Yeah, and I think it's just down to a more fundamental execution, like a fundamental filmmaking level. Okay, that is very typical to anime and especially to comedy anime. Okay, that it's just this feels very much like every other comedy anime I've ever seen, and okay. in, in its execution and its techniques, you know, it, in kind of directing and camera work and yeah. stuff like that. It just it feels so normal in how it executes everything that. I think there's some potential to what it's doing, like that these jokes could be funny and engaging, but the way they're being told is not engaging to me. Okay. And so I was kind of curious if you not having that anime experience, you're coming to this more new. Yeah. Is this just going to be something completely different to you? <laughs> uh, I don't know that it felt like it was anything completely different. It reminded me more because I've been watching a lot of Hong Kong comedies over the mm. past few years. And not that this feels like a Hong Kong comedy at all, but um, I I was, I caught myself having similar, the similar sort of feelings of just uh, enjoyment <laughs> that I get when I watch a Hong Kong comedy. And I was, when I was watching this. And, uh, and I found that interesting. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, so so when I was watching, I was thinking, uh, I don't know, this is pretty fun. <laughs> Steven will come around on this. <laughs> and then the other part of my brain's like, no. <laughs> I don't know. I could I could see you not liking it. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. Every, it's as much as it's doing weird things. It's also just being very normal. Yeah. It's 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 really hard. I was trying to like think like how do I even explain this because it's so weird. To... The thing that I think in terms of being it normal is that in terms of a fantasy world, there's not really a world that's built up. Yeah, there's that. There the world that they're in 
is just basic <laughs> fucking fantasy town. Yeah, you know, yeah. And there's not really anything unique about it other than there's elves and there's some magic use and some wacky shit. But like in terms of the actual world, it's it's no different than even the earth with some magic shit, you know. It's right. it's not engaging really in terms in terms of like a world building sense or anything. Right. The world building is not what you come here for at all but right yeah they're not trying to <laughs> right and it's i not don't... the goal it's not no but i don't know i feel like i think it might just be kind of down to the characters they're very okay typical comedy characters <laughs> typical too. comedy characters okay so like uh, all of them kind of all the I main mean, people just in terms of like the personalities and the way they they kind of banter with each other and argue yeah. with each other. Like, it just feels... I don't want to say predictable, but, like, nothing surprising ever really happens. You don't like of, the characters? Uh, it's not that I dislike... I, like, I wouldn't call this a bad series. Yeah. I would call it more of, like, it's, it's total middle of the road. Like, it's okay. not doing anything on either extreme of like it's not doing anything that strikes me as exceptionally good or bad or anything it's just kind of there <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like i don't know it just feels kind of boring rather than bad yeah and like it i get a very similar feeling watching like an american sitcom okay of just like i can kind of i feel the punchlines getting set up and delivered like mechanically almost it feel in terms uh-huh. of pacing and structuring of it and that's where i kind of mean that it's more on like a technical structural level that i don't yeah get into it and that like but I, other comedy animes that you like don't feel like that not really like i can like i mean i i mean maybe there's just some nostalgia to something like echo where because yeah like i would say the echo in a similar not like that they're similar but but in a similar sense there are things that are recurring that come up as jokes right that are also set up in and, the same way yeah and and that's like it's that's why i'm like i'm trying to struggle to find out like what specifically yeah how to articulate what it is that's just not clicking with me on this right and that does click on like project echo or some other right. comedy anime that i do enjoy like even like Nuku Nuku, which yeah, I would say Nuku Nuku is perhaps more nostalgia on my part, and that is one of the earlier ones right, that, for that sure. I grew up with. Where Project Echo, I think, is just genuinely well crafted. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just I, I've been thinking this whole time. So I was like, how do I even describe this? Because it's like, because <laughs> it's such a weird like. Uh, subtle thing i guess that's because like i said i could kind of imagine this being done in a way that would be funny but it just wasn't done in this like the anime just did not hit my sense of humor right ah, I guess. there's funny stuff though i don't know <laughs> i mean there there were things in it here and there that i liked yeah like the lobster tank was fun lobster tank that's towards the end yeah yeah, that was that was towards the end. There were 
I'm kind of forgetting the stuff earlier on. I think that was there, there's occasionally I would get a laugh. It would get a yeah. laugh out of me, but occasionally, right, like, right? Maybe not even once an episode. Maybe once every couple of episodes. Oh, fuck, <laughs> like, that's pretty rough. Yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, here, <laughs> here's here's the banter, you know? Yeah, the karate guy and the wizard girl are gonna go at it again, and right, right. right. It just it just kind of seemed like everything was too predictable in a way. Yeah. Despite the randomness of its ideas, but do you think that some of it might be because there's not an overarching story? Um I mean there is, but it's it's a background thing most of the time. Yeah, I mean that I kind of don't think that would that el- is it but i mean it might have i do kind of remember just at the at the very after the final episode just kind of thinking oh well and no progress was made whatsoever <laughs> like, like we went through this big thing and nothing has been fixed <laughs> which is kind of like you expect it to be fixed not written certainly not after the halfway point the end of the first season yeah where it, it's like, well, that's what what our whole story is going to be from now until <laughs> the <laughs> did end. You, did you see that in the in the first at the end of the first season when it when they fuck it up? Did you see that? Like, did you expect that? Um, I don't know that I expected it, but again, it was like it's that weird thing where it's like it just seemed so. Oh, of course. I I I think I expected it as soon as they started like casting the spell, and yeah. it was like the exact same thing as the beginning of the right. like. Oh, they're just gonna, and partially because you know there's another season of it coming. Yeah, and it's like, oh well, this this isn't over, so they're not gonna. <laughs> right. Well, my first thought was that was that um, when I was watching it, it's like okay, they got to get the spell fragments. Right. And put them together so that they can get back home. Basic, <laughs> there's the story. Right, that's the... And so when when they started the series, I thought, okay, over two series, maybe they'll get them all. Mm-hmm. But then they started getting them pretty quickly, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Racking them up. <laughs> and then they got them at the end of the first season. I thought, well, okay, I guess they're going home. And then my first thought was that the wizard girl, uh, Celsia, I thought like, okay, now they'll all go to Japan, but she'll be stuck in Japan and they'll mm. have to like work backwards to get her back home. Mm. But they didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that I might've been more entertained by that. That might've, yeah. uh, that might've, uh, won me over if that had, uh, been the course. Perhaps. I think it's, I mean, that's just a, a standard sort of whenever, uh, regular people go to fantasy world. I always imagine some sort of you know. There's usually some swap kind of back, swap yeah. back where they're now the fantasy people are in the real world. Mm. But uh, but uh, I usually don't like those where they come back to the real world because the real world is is less exciting mm. in terms of usually uh, I don't know how to say it, but like uh, if it was. If they went back to Japan, I would be interested because it's Japan. So I'm already like, oh, cool. Like, look at that door and look at how their faucet works. And, you know, it's like mm-hmm. interesting to me. But but um, 
I've seen it in like low budget movies where it's like, <laughs> okay, now we're just inside of a house for a whole movie <laughs> instead of this fantasy world. Mm. Like, not as good. Yeah. But yeah, but then they just uh, exploded the the spell into more fragments, and so then that becomes the second season. Yeah, where they now have to look for more. But the the story of the spell fragments is not not really the. Uh, you sh- I don't think it's anything to really care about the whole the whole time you're watching. Right, right. It's, it's not. Uh, it's just kind of r- ridiculous, like especially when it gets to the second season and there's like, I don't know, thirteen hundred fucking spell <laughs> yeah, fragments. Like, it's, like they made it <clears throat> ridiculous because it's like whatever, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's all about just you, you're they're there and they're having little adventures, you know. Right, <laughs> and you know, the, as much as there is that, there's also. They're always on the quest for those things. They so are. It's like, that's always the objective that they're pushing for. It is. And never achieving. So it's still kind of like a... So it's still there, like, kind of driving things. Yeah, but it's like it's like life, you know? You just fucking... Yeah. The objective to whatever, your dreams <laughs> are out there, and then each day you just, you know, you... You do your thing of that day, and maybe you don't, you know, one of these days, maybe the the dreams come true. But most of those days, you know, not mm. a lot happens. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have your whatever little day's adventure. And yeah. So. I, th- I think, and I don't think this really impacted specifically my opinion of it, but it felt like a bit of a misstep there at the end of the first season. Yeah. When they're like, oh, the two worlds are merging, which kind of implied a time limit. Uh, yeah, we've got to get this done. Right, like, right. And then it's just kind of like, ah, fuck it. Like, you never even see that referenced again anywhere. No, they did kind of abandon that. And just kind of yeah. like, ah, forget it. We're, we're <laughs> right, right. They did abandon that. Yeah. Oh, well. So that <laughs> part was a little weird. Um, like I said, I mean, it's so much of it is just not really about that. But Yeah. Well, the concept, I think, is cool in terms of... Uh, the world's merging and like oh shit yeah. we gotta yeah get I, th- our shit I think together. that might have been like if that had been more of the focus i probably would have been more into it yeah if, if it had focused on that more and if that second season was more more uh climactic in the way that we're when it built up to the end yeah it's just like oh shit yeah i think maybe yeah i think maybe you are more onto something of it just not having an overarching uh goal or plot or story kind yeah. of not getting me into it too much well the reason that i think that might have helped is that all of the other series that we've watched for the podcast Mm -hmm. they've all basically come from you yeah yeah and so and they all kind of have this overarching thing at some point in the series whether it's the second half where they really ramp up a, a big thing or pretty much all of them have some kind of thing going on. Right. It, it does always culminate into something, even if it doesn't look like it's doing right. that, it will eventually there's usually some sort of, some kind of story content. Right. And so when I was watching this one, it didn't feel like anything like those. Definitely. And, and, uh, like 
in all of the other previous series, probably almost every, if not all of them, I'm usually at some level confused at some point <laughs> while I'm watching it. Like, oh wait, who was that guy? And this thing's happening, and it was—they're all very dense, right? Whereas this, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> and so, personally, I enjoyed that <laughs> because it was very—it uh, was not taxing. <laughs> it was just—I, you know—in terms of enjoyment, I probably liked this more than more than almost anything else. Just in terms of my level of, like, I can sit there and have fun. Mm. Um, not that it's better than anything, but I just, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. But, uh, like, character, you don't, uh, you didn't like uh, Junpei, the karate guy? Yeah, I mean, he was okay. Did you find his obsession with curry interesting or funny uh, or anything? Not, not really. That just seemed so normal to me seemed normal so you've seen other characters that are obsessed with curry not maybe not specifically curry but that like again it just seems like such a normal comedy yeah. trope for anime to have this character with this weird obsession that they ah. won't uh that everything revolves around or kind of the the garfield syndrome of must have lasagna or yeah, something you know that's, it's that's true that's true it's kind of just this I don't know. It just it felt very normal in that regard. Yeah. Um, the well, he's a, he's a normal guy <laughs> yeah. in the from... fantasy world, and he wants his fucking curry. <laughs> I don't know. I I enjoy curry myself. So I I I and and martial arts. So I felt yeah, he, I didn't. You had a kinship with him. <laughs> I don't know that I liked him because he's kind of an asshole. But but right. uh, I I definitely felt a, a relation there. Like I can understand, you know, why he's. He wants his his curry. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I don't know. I like them. Uh, and, and, uh, and like Celsius is another kind of just very normal. Yeah, she's like kind of argumentative yeah. character. That's just gonna right. You need an argumentative character to be in arguments to create conflict and entertainment and yeah spinning. so it's just kind of i liked how they argued though i mean i don't generally like arguing but i mm. i found their their bickering to be uh enjoyable and in a you know as as enjoyable as arguing <laughs> can be um and i i found it they didn't really do much with it at all after the first season but when the whole when the spell goes wrong uh at the end of the first season it's because the two arguing characters realize that like oh they actually like each other and they don't want to be like separated right and like uh that was a very like i knew that was gonna happen (laughs) but i didn't know it was gonna happen it was one of those things that like Throughout all of their arguing, I felt like, oh, but they like each other. <laughs> kind of like a, like a Goonies thing where it's like, oh, they're they're busting chunks balls, but they, you know, they're fucking, you know, hey, they like each chunk, you know, they're just fucking with them, you know, he's a friend. And so when it happened, I was like, yes, I knew it, I knew they liked each other. <laughs> and then the second season, they didn't really explore that at all. I, don't know, that seemed, I thought that was the end of the second season was when they. That's the first one when they explode everything. Yeah, because that one was just a kind of a repeat of the original where he's just making these comments while she's casting the spell. Yeah, but but he, the comments are are 
completely different. And mm-hmm. then uh, and and he's talking about how how uh, it's I don't fucking remember. I don't <laughs> but they say something about about like like he's saying whatever comments he's saying, and they're different than because before it's just like some random shit. Like I don't remember what he says, obviously, but. <laughs> But in the in the second yeah. one, they, in in they they they're talking about how they they uh, they, they they don't want to be separated, you know. And I think that was, I know that at the end of the second season they were talking about stuff like that. Where okay, well then I just where they were more like uh, it was more like they were helping each other out. Oh, that's true. Like, no, yeah, because when she's a panda, she's like talking about how she's going to help him out, and she's like part of the, uh, the you know, yeah, she, she actually yeah. at the end of that that last episode she like mentions herself as being a part of their group yeah and and not an outsider like those 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 like last three episodes kind of had that yeah going into it where she's like cooking the breakfast for him and she's trying to make it this traditional japanese breakfast because they're all depressed and she wants to cheer him up and then yeah she goes off on her own and the and junpei chases her down to help her out because he's like oh she was trying to help out. i should go and <laughs> right so they do they do bring it back then a little bit yeah so that that was that was kind of where it is and, and again that's kind of just such a typical thing in yeah. i mean like, it is but i don't know i mean it's it kind of just it's yeah it's kind of the normal like it, it it's just like this is what happens everywhere all the time in anime. <laughs> it's just like yeah, you know the relationships and the characters and how it all flows together just seemed very typical, right? And so it just kind of didn't engage me on that level. And the fantasy stuff, while random and weird, was just random. It was just like not yeah. <clears throat> I I would agree with that. Most of the fantasy stuff, well, most of it is is just it's fairly limited the amount of like fantasy content. I mean, I guess there yeah, is weird it, shit in everyone, does. but it is fairly limited. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, kind of didn't engage me too much on that, but how about the story, the episode when the cat spirit is in, is in the teddy bear. Oh, that one. And then it, it, it uh, finds new life that that i think was probably one of my uh more the episodes i more engaged with was was that one that i enjoyed more than the others yeah and that one that that one i think the humor of that was a little bit better yeah just just in terms of this giant teddy bear acting like a cat and destroying things was right that one hit the right level of what the fuckery that <laughs> and then it become and then it goes into the tank and then the the rest of the series now the cat spirit is the tank right i and think did you not did you not enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> how do you not enjoy that? that was kind of the high point of the series i'll say that but at the same time i kind of felt like oh it's not really doing anything new as it goes on it's not really taking that concept into too many interesting areas it's just kind of the the tank meows okay (laughs) it's a fucking meowing tank (laughs) what do you want i mean that's great it meows it gets it 
it gets uh, chases mice. Yeah, it, uh, chases the mice, and they give it catnip, and and it gets yeah, it I gets mean, to dream and play with his fucking toys, and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's still a tank too. It still gets to blow the shit out of stuff. Yeah, it, better than a normal tank. It it has now apparently the ability to rapid fire, and yes. That normally you'd have to load the rounds, I no, think, but the, it, it it just keeps firing. And, yeah, uh, what's it a, can, it's a supernatural tank now. It can yeah. do whatever it wants. Doesn't need gas. Just fucking goes. Yeah, at high speeds. Yeah. There's some, at some point, she comments how, uh, like zero to whatever in like ten <laughs> seconds or something. And yeah, <clears throat> I did. Find, I think there was like. There were just so many, there were a lot of things in here that I was just like, what the hell is like, you explain this, like address okay. this, maybe not explain it, but address this weird aspect. Like, like what? Like when, and it actually did to an extent, but like right at the start, I was just like, okay, how is this tank still going in this fantasy world? And then like, oh, we have fruit that just has gasoline in it. And it was just like, it's, okay, thank you for yeah. addressing this weirdness. Like I didn't need an explanation for the fruit, but it was just like, oh, they have a supply of gas. All right. We're fine now. <laughs> that would really be a deal breaker though. I don't, I don't not a deal breaker, but just, it was like, it was in my head. Like what is fueling the tank? And there is still in there, like, oh, where man. are they getting ammo from? <laughs> but, oh, I mean, that one is such a thing that it's just like everyone has infinite ammo in movies. They like nobody yeah, runs yeah, out of yeah. ammo, so it's just like that one was just kind of like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to care. But man, I don't know how far down we should go into B movies then. Because <laughs> man, <laughs> this is not going to go well. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that was. I wouldn't say that bugged me as much as it was just like this constant question in my head until yeah, it was yeah. answered. Like, what's going on here? And I think that all ties into uh, Ritzko, who, yes, like, it's like, what the hell is her deal? Like, because okay, you've got Junpei, yeah, he's the he's a Japanese guy who likes karate and curry, yeah. You don't need an explanation for that. Like, right. That curry is a popular food in Japan. Karate comes from Japan. There's a Japanese yeah. dude who, why not? Okay, <laughs> Irie. Okay, she's this Oscar-winning actress. Okay, she's a Japanese Oscar-winning actress. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. That's feasible. You know, you can have, like, somebody like Jackie come to America and become a superstar. All right, fine. Right, no okay. Nothing too weird about that. And then you've got this, like, high school girl who has a tank and is this firearms expert. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Isn't that... Do you have a backstory? And they, like, never even... Then they they do kind of give her a little backstory with Santa Claus, but not like yeah, like how like where what this girl has to have a story. What is this story of how this like teenage girl gets a hold of a tank and assault rifles and grenades and anti personnel mines and the expertise to use them? And <laughs> I just I felt like I want to explore her <laughs> character more of like what created this yeah. situation like you have like somehow she had to get these skills and things and right well that's where gunslinger girl comes in <laughs> there we go it's a sequel <laughs> to gunslinger girl yeah it's all it's a related world <laughs> the um to me yeah she was she was definitely the the least interesting character in that they don't really give her anything other than those guns to be interested in and right. excited by or anything. And so um, 
yeah, she is like the more bland of the characters, I guess. But to me, she just seemed like oh, it's anime shit. It's a schoolgirl <laughs> with fucking guns. Like okay, it's some anime stuff. Like I don't know. Like why? True enough. Why does she have all this stuff? Because she's a fucking schoolgirl in an anime. They. Hey, have all kinds of shits, you know? They got fucking mechs and all kinds of, you know? <laughs> like, okay, whatever. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a reason to have a tank. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I just I just wanted to, like, have something explained yeah. on that, but... Uh. Nah. Oh, well. I can understand. I did. I did want a little bit more in terms of the character development. Like, I like all of the characters, and I think they're all defined enough to be interesting, but they're not... They're not explored. They're not explored yeah. or well-defined. They're just, like, these things that the, you, yeah. you you learn the surface level, and you're like, okay, that's them. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's like, there you go. Um that being said, though, I, I, I have a fondness for them all. I, I, I like them all. Yeah. And I, I will say I like Irie. Yeah. I, and so why do you like her? I don't know. She just seemed a little more... I, I think it's just because she's more intelligently in control of things. She was, yes, for sure. And I don't know. I, I identify with those kind of characters a bit more. I, I like those types of characters. So yeah. Someone who will... Uh, not just devolve into random bickering for no reason, which all the other three characters do. They even do. Ritzko to from time to time. Yes, well. they do. And she's kind of the one who stays out of that and is always just approaching the problem and solving it. This, and, yes, this is true. I don't know. It's just and the way she does it so subtly and manipulatively just kind of entertained me more so than Junpei punching through walls or whatever. Right. But yeah, but he's punching through walls. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that, if the animation was was uh better maybe the uh the, the punching through walls would be more exciting may, maybe i mean this is where it's kind of like because like like it's hard for me to define why it's not connecting when some other anime that does something similar yeah it connects to me better right and i think like it does come down to like just a technical execution level on to some degree i think and yeah I, I think a lot of the jokes in here could be told well and engaging and just it just didn't for me right did you find the first season i mean you didn't find the, any much of it funny but did you find that the first season was more comedic than the second season because that's how i felt I felt like I was yeah. laughing more the first time, and then the second season was more like, I don't know, it was less jokey. I guess it's still comedic, comedic but... Uh, hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think I really saw a big difference in, okay. in my level of uh, laughing at it. Yeah, was, I'll uh, laugh every couple episodes. Yeah. So I <laughs> and I, I imagined that laugh as like... <laughs> 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 just like the the smallest of laughs <laughs> not quite that small it'd, it'd be more like like that <laughs> when something yeah. just like when when it would surprise and that i think it might come down to that of surprise that i've 
Yeah. Maybe you've mentioned it before, but the uh, where Bill Watterson, creator of Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Like the essence of, of humor is surprise. And I think that's maybe what it's down to is that just this didn't surprise me. No surprises around it. <clears throat> And, around the corner yeah it, it just felt like everything was just so inevitable and yeah tra- this on the set trajectory of uh, i don't know if we're wandering around <laughs> something weird pops up yeah june pale yell at it and punch it <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's exactly how it is though. I, mean, I mean i can't i can't say that it's not like that because that's exactly what it is um <clears throat> So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's just uh, it kind of it just comes down to your sensibility whether you uh, yeah like it or not. Yeah, and I was wondering in this like if I had not been introduced to anime so much earlier with so many yeah. other things, like if this was one of my first uh, experiences with the genre, would I have been so blasé about it? And I feel like you would like it more if you liked it if you saw it like way back 20 years ago yeah and, and so i think a lot of it is just that i've seen so many of them that yeah. it's just kind of seems a bit more redundant to right, what i'm already familiar with yeah it's it's <laughs> that's why i say it's like it's not bad it's not a bad like i wouldn't put this in the this is complete shit don't ever watch it pile yeah it's just Eh, it's nothing I would ever really recommend either. It's just sort of there. It's <laughs> it, it, I, I would agree with that. I mean, as much as I enjoyed it, I don't like. I'm not looking to watch it again or anything. <laughs> but uh, I didn't. I did have fun with it while I was watching it. It reminded me a lot of the feeling that I get when I'm watching um, like B movies and. And uh, like exploitation movies, in that not that this is exploitative, but but uh, exploitation movies like, especially in the earlier, the older exploitation movies, they like to sell you on one thing and then deliver something that's not really that, <laughs> um, or a, a vert like a. a a lesser version than they make it seem and so like the whole thing about this those who had L's we gotta find these spell fragments and they're seared onto the naked bodies of the L's <laughs> yeah it, it <laughs> I have to say that like cause when, when you show me the case and I'm like seeing the back I'm like oh god n- naked elves everywhere like oh god this is gonna be one of those anime and right. it didn't do that it really doesn't it like I was honestly surprised at how little fan service is right. in it. There's a little bit more in the second season. There is a little more there. That like the first episode of the second season, they're like on a fucking beach, <laughs> and I was yeah, like, and "Here we go, the, <laughs> the yeah. fucking beach episode." <laughs> Which again is just such a typical thing of anime. There, there's right. always some like we're gonna go to the beach today episode of. But that's like I find that to be uh, endearing to. To any anime or anything, it's like uh, when in an '80s movie, um, a lot of '80s movies will go to a live rock and roll show or Battle of the Bands or some <laughs> fucking thing. And uh, yeah, it's in a lot of movies, but uh, I enjoy it every time because it's like, ah, oh, it's yeah, going to the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> I don't know, and so I just I enjoyed in that. 
Like, I don't know. I don't know why I enjoy it, but I just do. Yeah. And so when you see a beach scene, you're just like, oh, yeah. it's just a beach scene. Yeah, and it doesn't, it's just like, oh, here's the beach episode. <laughs> but are you that way um, and with anything? Like, like fucking Nuku Nuku has a beach episode. Are you yeah, like, oh, I mean, go. I'm not like opposed to that. Like, that doesn't bug me or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, here's the beach episode. It's not like a good thing or a bad thing. It's just, oh, we're doing the beach episode now. Right, okay. Of course we're doing the beach episode now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they... they Especially on the the American ad copy on the back of the box, they make it seem yeah. like they really fucking oh, it's fucking naked nails everywhere. Yeah, they, they find like every screenshot they can of right. a panicking naked elf, and which is ridiculous because the the actual meat of the show is, is like not that at all, not no. really that at all. There's almost and no nudity like, in the first season at all. Yeah, I don't think there's. I, I mean, there's, there's really not any in the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, but there's, there's nothing that you would. There's nothing you would actually have to censor if you want to, like, because I don't think there's any... If you were going to play this on TV... Maybe, like, in a daytime TV They would censor some of it. But in but terms it's of... it's not bad at all. Yeah, I mean... And if I, I... I mean, I guess it's... Depends on where law, legal lines are drawn on whatever. Yeah. But, like... In terms of my personal like definition of nudity is like if if you, you got to have the nipples there otherwise it's not nudity and yeah okay <laughs> I mean it's just someone who is in the nude but not like in, you know it's like right, you right. got the positioned fig leaves or whatever yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of thing but and in this one they're always in a pose that covers right, right. Uh, the actual anatomy they so, are they are so uh, to me it's never it, like this isn't actual nudity. In. Not so much, no. And it so it never does that at all. And even when there, it does strip them, it's like for a couple of seconds or it's if, very, if that. Yeah, it's like very it, brief. Just yeah. a few frames. You'd almost have to like freeze frame it and go frame by frame to find right to find these screenshots that they plaster on the <laughs> back of the box. <laughs> well, somebody um, doing the graphic design had a had a, had a enjoyed themselves yeah. <laughs> going f- frame by frame. <laughs> <laughs> and I I have a feeling like that being from the '90s is the best thing this thing has going for it because yeah. I feel like if this had been done a decade later, yeah, or maybe even just five years later, it would not we would not be saying that about this series. It would be total yeah fan service everywhere kind of a thing. <laughs> I I feel like it's uh the time this was this came out was the best thing that could happen to it of. <laughs> Not being as uh, just over the top on that as yeah. anime has become in more recent years. So anime wasn't like that previous I mean, to time. Like you'd overall? get stuff like Aiko. Yeah, this is very on par with Aiko in terms. Of, it's it's a little more than Aiko, but oh okay. Like you know, like Aiko has a lot of fan service in it. Yeah, but. In that one, you practically do have to freeze frame because it will literally be like one frame where yeah. the animator just said, oh, I'm just going to have a random gust of wind blow up that girl's skirt. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, but it was like like literally like one frame of it. Right. And then it would be gone. And you would have to like freeze frame, go frame by frame to find all the weird moments like that. Yeah. It never focused on them even though they were, like, constantly there kind right. of thing. And you would see it and just flash by and 
it would be kind of a kind of a joke or a humorous weird thing. Right. Oh, like, that echo. Where <laughs> <laughs> it would it would just do weird things, and it would in some ways just play with it, like when D is running around in the bikini and the sword fight, and you're just like, yeah. oh my god, D, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> like nowadays, it's just like that's like there there are anime that just take that concept of tna everywhere to right the absurd extremes and it's Would, an entire genre almost at this point well and that's that's more modern eras yeah they yeah. didn't have anything like that in the 90s or i 80s mean there was always like ex there's always been like exploitation stuff or outright pornographic yeah. stuff but it wasn't like violence jack that's got a lot yeah of... that's that was 80s <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that i would consider like straight up pornography practically yeah uh if not it's borderline there right i'm just trying to like but when you got those kind of exploits it, it's just it's gotten more extreme yeah. in its execution and in its uh focus right okay in that like because uh, some of the older ones it's like there's a lot of there might even be nudity in it everywhere or whatever but there's still like for the most part, normal human proportions. Yeah, okay. which we still kind of have here in those who elves. Sort of, it's it's yeah, they're progressing anybody... towards that. But if you see modern anime and the way it's like done, like the, I think the Slayers would be a good example of isn't that trending? That's a '90s one. Okay, kind of around the same time as this, actually, very, very close, like maybe a year apart or something. Oh, okay, um, and it kind of it's not it's kind of showing the trend line of it where the two main characters in the movie are like one of them the main character's breast size is probably not much different than the characters in those who hunt elves maybe a little small and they call they like constantly tease her as being flat-chested okay like everyone in that movie is like teasing her about being flat-chested like they're they're normal size <laughs> yeah i don't even remember what they are in in those who yeah, because like it's because it's not emphasized. Yeah, it's not just in your face remember, all the time. Yeah. And modern anime, it's in your fucking face all the goddamn time. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> when you get into those exploitation series, it's just yeah. like my god, can you like? Right, I mean, right. It's almost a joke of just how much they go insane with it. And yeah, it's like it can be really absurd if you uh, dive into into the point where even very normal anime that don't dive into that have much larger than average breast sizes oh, for okay. just the normal characters it's just like it's it's kind of become this whole thing like yeah another really uh telling thing and i kind of think it does that even in this you can kind of see where ritsuko's skirt is much shorter than eiko's skirt Okay. And that's a trend line that occurred that has occurred over the decades too, where you can see that in the eighties, the high school girls, whenever they show them knee length skirts, pretty much very okay. consistently until you get to into the nineties, they start getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And well, does that reflect uh, Japanese school girls overall or cause isn't there, um, isn't there like a full length skirts like in the seventies? Um, like I the, just uh, there's a, a thing in my head of, of there is and of that's like kind of a very length thing that's kind of a very specific thing this is this is kind of one of the goofiest things I've a good telling point of Japan's uh, cultural differences I suppose yeah um, that's actually 
uh, was kind of a rebellious thing. That's kind of the Sukaban thing. Oh, okay. The Sukaban like wears this longer than normal skirt because okay. that's uh, I I assume it's because of very strict dress code regulation on school uniforms and stuff. You can't have a skirt shorter. They would have like and so the Sukaban by being rebellious. Oh, okay can't like they'll just get in trouble and get kicked out of school for wearing a shorter skirt but wearing a longer skirt that's yeah. not against the rules but it's still okay a rebellion against the norm that makes sense There's and like so i of... think that's where that comes from and it's usually that's where you see the, the school girls with longer skirts is that kind of sukaban archetype the rebellious oh, okay. kind of angry character does that and will usually have the longer skirt and nowadays, that longer skirt means it's pretty much knee length. But it's like, you still get occasionally that callback to that old 70s era of yeah. the Sukaban styling, where they will just give them a more calf or ankle length skirt just to huh. distinguish them visually or just remind you of that older uh, style. And right. So that does happen on occasion, but it's more of like a nowadays, it's more of like a we're trying to be like an older thing or bring back this uh, image from the past so, yeah so that does still happen on occasion uh, but yeah it, it just as a general rule the shirt the skirts have just gotten shorter and shorter over the years and in anime yeah in anime not not in their actual real <laughs> yeah life skirts are still pretty much just knee length okay as far as i'm aware in any kind of real Right, real actual live setting in actual Japan, not, <laughs> not in the fictionalized yeah. anime. It's still just a that hasn't particularly changed, but that's just some, that I, that one I kind of think maybe ought to fall at Sailor Moon's feet of the blame for that. But <laughs> they have short skirts in that. That one is an early '90s one, and I. I like when they're wandering around as schoolgirls, they're wearing the knee-length skirts or calf-length skirts, kind of this, this, okay. this normal range. But then when they turn into their sailor scout forms, they have mini skirts that are oh, okay. like barely below their butt line. It's, <laughs> and that I think is when that started. And then because their little magical girl costumes were based on their school uniform costume, like based it, that I think connected the two oh, okay. and so people wanted to be more like sailor moon in their designs huh. and have that sailor uniform yeah thing become that standard but also have the mini skirts that they were having there and it just right kinda, right I th so i th i kind of blame sailor moon for that one okay of at least starting or getting the ball rolling on that and uh you know whether you uh, think that's a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> i guess depends on whether you like the uh anime emphasizing emphasizing boobs or not but <laughs> probably gonna coincide on your opinions on that yeah but hmm. that's kind of the broad decades long uh evolution of anime that you well some, notice. i mean at some point it has to yeah they can't just keep getting shorter <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah it, i mean it's probably hit the minimum now yeah but Maybe they will find additional ways to do weird things. I don't know. They'll always come up with something. Yeah. Hmm. 
you didn't like uh, Celsius getting stuck as a dog or panda bear? Yeah, well, it's certainly not by the panda, because then it was just like, oh, this is, of course, she's going to turn into an animal. That's that's the gimmick for her. But yeah, I, I think for the dog, it was probably a little entertaining when it first happened. Then it's like, OK, not going anywhere different with this anymore. We're, we're just going to be making dog jokes and she's going to get upset at them and get, it's just going to carry on that. But then the dog gets a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think I kind of saw that, like maybe not the mustache specifically, but you couldn't have seen a mustache coming on that dog. But this, this, like she gets the spot on the eye. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's just gonna get weird stuff all over her every time they yeah, get a spell yeah, fragment. Man. It's just gonna be another weird mark that just makes her embarrassed, and we're gonna go through the same exact oh, loop man. of behaviors. <clears throat> And it just, yeah, I don't know. It didn't, uh, it was maybe like good for the one time. Yeah, the first time. And, and then, then it's just that. like, now it's just the same joke being told over and over again. <laughs> With slightly different execution, but yeah, yeah, yeah. basically the same thing. Yeah, I can't argue with that. And so then she turns into a panda. And I'm like, mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe she'll, at the end of the season, she'll not be a panda, and then she'll become a koala. I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh, a koala. So cute. <laughs> I just kind of figured, oh, that's, that's just going to be her character. She's just going to be the girl stuck as an animal. And... You say it like it's so normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I don't know. It's, uh... I, I don't know. I thought it was fun. <laughs> Well, panda bear. <laughs> I did like the dog better than the panda bear. Yeah, the panda was a little weird looking, I thought. Well, I mean, but it looked it, weird, but it, it just, uh, I didn't find that the, that the, like I said, the, the second season I found to be less comedic mm. in terms of uh, whatever the jokes they had. I just didn't feel they were as strong. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the panda I did kind of feel like, have, uh, like it had already told its story in the first season, yeah. And then the second season was just we're just gonna keep doing the same thing, ad nauseum. <laughs> yeah, but like each individual episode has its own little story and their little, yeah. little problem to solve, and and uh, and those are fun. Mm -hmm. you, you didn't have any? Were there any any stories that uh, engaged you at all in uh -huh. any of those episodes? I kind of liked the Santa one just because it was like finally giving some kind of depth to the yeah. to Ritzko, and it was just like it didn't answer kind of what I wanted to have answered about her character, but it was just kind of like oh we're we're seeing more of the characters here, right? That's a good thing. I'm actually you know you're, we're actually kind of engaging with them and and Plus seeing Santa's their, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> So that one I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the first season, I, th I think that kind of, when it was talking about the worlds merging and stuff, I think that was kind of like I was starting to get a little more interested in that. Yeah. And, and they then had kind that. of abandoned that. And, well, yeah. and the, at that point they had that, like, they actually had like a two-part yeah, where they went yeah. to court and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which was this whole weird thing, but yeah. <clears throat> I, I like the part where they're in court, they're doing all their things, and then uh, 
they're like, yeah, but <laughs> what's that fucking cuckoo clock? And how long have you had fucking <laughs> court cases like this? And they're all like, oh, shit. <laughs> I like that. That was funny. Yeah, that that part was one of the better parts. I that episode actually had, I think, one of my more more enjoyable parts in it where um <clears throat> the must have been like the first or second episode or something, where they had the giant woman where they turned the one yes, yes, giant. Yes, yes, and yes. it's just like she just pops up and she's still giant. Right. And she's like still naked as a giant. Right. <laughs> like she's peeking in the window. She's like, like outside the window, yeah. <laughs> And her voice just comes out of nowhere, and everyone's looking like, what the heck is that? And then I'm like, oh, she's still a giant. They haven't got that fixed. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Uh, hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of... I thought you'd like it a little more than that, but I'm not surprised. I can't yeah, say that I'm surprised. It, <clears throat> like, this is... Uh, why I usually kind of trust my gut with the yeah like I'm at this point where I can see something and just kind of recognize that it's going somewhere I don't really care for or right, going right. to be in- interested in, and so usually when I, my gut tells me don't watch this is going to be crap I kind of just go yeah all right well <laughs> we'll we'll leave that one to the side Aww. but I mean I'll try them out if uh, the opportunity. Uh, presents itself or, again or dives into me but <laughs> well uh i wanted to bring to your attention a couple of things mm. oh that's mm. another thing before i get into that um wikipedia according to wikipedia this is one of the manga and anime that was uh, banned in china oh <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know hmm it might be for supernatural content because yeah, I'm I'm guessing like I'm guessing the cat tank, the cat, the ghost of the cat, the ghosts of the cat and the cat tank. Yeah, they don't like ghosts. They, yeah, because you know. it's like uh, I mean I'm not super familiar with, it, but as I understand it, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like they are by law like not religion like religion right. is kind of right, like right. it's you, you're supposed to be atheist there. It's kind of enforced, and so any reference to an afterlife is kind of banned and if you can't cut that out even cats yeah, cats don't yeah. even get an afterlife port so port and I, I i have to like how else are you going to explain like how are you going to retranslate that aspect of the yeah, story yeah. to conform to that so i i i have a feeling that's kind of what did it um how about because you know there was actually the episode where they were hunting the ghost girl yes and that one, I guess, like, that was such a self-contained thing that you could just, if you were putting that out in China, you could just, well, you just won't print that-ish, that well, that story arc can just be left out and yeah, we'll just, and without harming the overall arc. So, but, like, yeah, like, what about that? They, they're they all, uh, they had to go out of their bodies and then they almost, their bodies get in the fucking cremator and they, they gotta go uh, save their body. You didn't like any of that? It's eh. not fun? It's just whatever? Yeah, it was just kind of whatever. Oh, I, I, there was... That was one of the chuckles that got out of me was when they were just throwing completely random things at the girl of like the, the beach chair and then the lifeguard chair and then the yeah. hot dog stand or whatever. <laughs> like it was just all the random stuff they threw at her. That, that uh, got a bit of a chuckle out of me. But. 
But just as a story, like uh, they're coming out of their bodies, they got you know, nothing. Yeah, well, it wasn't. Uh, it's just whatever. Yeah, um, I was just kind of. Um, what about the one where they uh, they go to the haunted house and then there's the all the elves that are like uh, planted in the ground. Oh. And then they gotta like trick them to you know nothing. They get them uh, all drunk and stuff. No, nothing. A little bit. Just a little but, bit. Yeah, not, a little bit. Not, not too amazing. I don't know. It all, it all seemed fairly uh, enjoyable. How about the 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 fourth wall breaking? That was a bit weird. Did you like that? I don't know. It was just like, oh, they're going fourth wall breaking all of a sudden. Like it seemed to be like for a few episodes they did that. But it wasn't like a constant thing, so it, it wasn't was like... pretty constant. I don't know, not maybe not in every episode, but uh, Junpei yeah, he was... is always talking about like, oh, this is why I don't like fantasy. Yeah, that I kind of wrote, put down to a fact of like he's from this real real world where there's fantasy stories. He knows what a fantasy story is, and right. he's seeing that in this world he is in, and just being like, I hate this shit. Because... But they talk about it like specifically because there's one there episode are... where he's just like, Oh, we already found an elf, and the fucking title just came up thirty seconds ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, then there's these weird episodes that just <laughs> suddenly just break the fourth wall completely. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think that's a bit different than when just his usual every episode. I hate fantasy stories because they make no sense stuff. But yeah, which I don't think is really fourth wall breaking. You're right, I guess. In, but it seems like he's aware that he's in a series. Right. So I saw that as being aware of the fact that he was in a fantasy series and he was mad about it because he would prefer himself to be in a, like a martial arts yeah, series like or a martial something. Martial arts yeah. sort of uh, fighting series. But uh, but the. The one thing that I really, I mean, I, I enjoyed all the fourth wall stuff and, and referencing all that kind of stuff, referencing the fact that it is a fantasy mm-hmm. within the world and, and making fun of that. I enjoyed that. But the one thing that I really liked is that the episode previews at the end of the episode, generally I don't watch any of that stuff because they mm. just show a bunch of clips of the, the next right, one right. and it's whatever. But on this one, they showed clips but they had a character narrating it and saying some like fourth wall stuff about like oh in the next episode we're gonna do this and that and mm. and uh, especially in the first season they were I found them to be funny in mm. the second one it was a little bit more uh, on the nose like oh yeah we're gonna go do this and that and they're still funny but not quite the yeah. same yeah that's kind of a fairly standard thing in anime to do fairly standard. I've never seen it. I know right off Cowboy Bebop does it. And <laughs> I mean, I could probably, if I really thought about it or punted down it, like it's a, I, and so that's, I, I wasn't because I was skipping them because I was not skipping them with this one. And I was just like, yeah, let's get, get this going. <laughs> but, oh my God. But like, I didn't realize that it was doing that. And so maybe I would have, uh, if I'd known it was going to be doing. You didn't even the, watch one of them? I don't think so. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man! But I I've definitely seen series do that before, uh, and that can be very engaging when they, they when they have the they the in fun. character description of the next yeah. episode. And they that, were like they were yeah, and the the one like Celsius would do one, and it would be like the 
like she never did one and she was like all excited because she was doing it she's like oh this episode's probably gonna be about me because i'm doing the thing this is so cool <laughs> she was getting all excited and it was funny i don't know mm. it was enjoyable like- and I think uh, not that specific joke, but I have. I think I've seen them mentioned before. Like, oh my god, I've not done this intro before. I've got to do oh, or Jesus segue Christ. or whatever. Like, it's like it's stuff that I've like I've seen like happen before in anime. It's yeah. like in and that's kind of where I'm getting. Like, this is kind of generic in a lot of ways. Oh. In that, in the timing and the pacing and the, right. okay. just the flow of it all is very typical of comedy anime hmm. and so it just kind of didn't strike me as a uh, surprising or anything right. like that right. and that i've just been like oh i've seen things like that i think xl saga does a, a preview a episode previews like that hmm. well i enjoyed it i want to bring your attention to two things the directors of these series mm-hmm. first first season was directed by a person and the second season was directed by another person oh. First season was directed by Kazuyoshi Katayama. Does that ring a bell? Sounds familiar. Well, it should because because <laughs> you you have you've run into him. You've actually written uh, two reviews for the website mm. of his uh, a couple of his movies. Oh, which ones were those? The first one is the the very first uh, Appleseed movie. Ah, so he directed that. And he also directed the movie King of Thorn huh. much later. Yeah, and those are very different movies than uh, what this is anything like. It is. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen either of those, but uh, I know enough about in, them uh, to know that it's different than this. Yeah, yeah. King of Thorns uh, feels very much like a horror movie, not comedic at all. And yeah. Appleseed is much more of a sci-fi kind of, and that one does have some comedy in it. But Yeah. Well, those are the two that like jumped out at me. I was like, "Oh, I know that Stevens watched these." There were other things. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I've seen. Some maybe he's got some other other stuff. Other like stuff. That. I did kind of mean to go onto Anime News Networks and see what uh, other stuff the director had done or whatever. I yeah, just never got around to that. Well, uh, the director of season two, we've both run into. Mm-hmm. His name is Hiroshi Fukutomi, and he directed. Lock the Superman, Ooh. <laughs> the movie that we watched and yeah. uh, talked about on the podcast. Yeah, another one that's uh, quite a bit different in tone yeah. and content. Well, any good director should be yeah. flexing their muscles over many different genres. Yeah, that's uh, definitely happens a lot in anime. So just, I, fe- I feel like, I don't know, but I feel, just on my knowledge of Hong Kong stuff, in general, Hong Kong directors work in all genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them, the good ones. <laughs> the good ones. I don't know, but a lot of a lot. There are directors that are just stay in comedy, but but uh, and action or whatever. But but uh, a lot of really high profile directors have directed movies across many different genres, and also in Japan. Like uh, Mike, mm, yeah. fucking <laughs> the gamut of movies yeah. and genres and everything. Right. And uh, <laughs> not that he's uh, typical of the whole thing, but 
I feel like it might be an Asian thing to, to yeah, and we've to not have the hard lines between genres like yeah. like we would here. Yeah, we of. we uh, we definitely have talked before about how uh, Hong Kong movies will have multiple genres blurred together. For sure, and, for sure, yeah. Anime will do that frequently too, or jumping back and forth of different right. tones of right. being serious and then comedic and that's whatever all th- else. Yeah. That's another thing. There's. I wondered if you might like this more if there was an action component. Because there's not really... It's mostly dialogue-based and, like, there's yeah, yeah. there's little story-of-the-week sort of things going on, but, but not a lot of of uh, action and movement and things like that. And yeah. I just wondered, like, because most hey, of the other maybe. things we've watched usually have some kind of a component like that where right, yeah. things are... Yeah, and that might have uh, might have been a bit more engaging if it had yeah. gone a bit more into that. I think what's oddly missing in this one is... Uh, a turn towards being really serious at the end. Yeah. And that's something that's pretty common in anime. Do you think that that... Do you, I don't know that that would have made it better, but it's just a weird thing I noticed. That I'm like, this didn't actually get all serious at the end. I'm glad. I mean, it would be kind of weird if it did. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Because that's, that's pretty common in comedy anime to yeah. the ending suddenly like takes itself seriously. And you're just right. like, whoa, what? what where where's the like it'll just stop telling or like reduce the jokes drastically and yeah. really kind of go into the character struggle of trying to do whatever they're trying to do and so there you go you were surprised yeah <laughs> i was kind of surprised by that but at the same time that's something that again i think has been an evolution increasing over the decades in anime and yeah. echo doesn't really do that it does it in more of a broader series senses and the fourth echo is a bit more serious than the first one and take and ends that way but the first echo film has its own thing yeah it ends on a pretty comedic note it doesn't really i mean it does a little bit go more serious in the whole we've got to stop the aliens and rescue seco thing but yeah a little bit yeah but it never sidelines the comedy in any way as no it, does, it so. doesn't become a drama and, or anything and that's kind of what happens in a lot of comedy anime now is as things go on it becomes more of a yeah the focus of the comedy shifts to drama towards the end yeah well in the ones that we've watched like it seems like uh the first half will be more lighthearted and sort of like yeah come to love these characters before we fucking rip your heart out with the, right. the serious <laughs> shit and you know yeah yeah and a nuku nuku kind of did that with that last episode of nuku nuku where they're going into space and it's like suddenly this really dramatic quest to save yeah akiko from getting lasered and the, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it becomes this dramatic uh point to the uh-huh. the story of doing that so hmm so I don't know. Would you? Would you? I mean, I think that goes along with the uh, the overarching sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, and that that might have uh, something to do with it because I think that is a large part of why I've liked anime is yeah. that it generally has these longer, more engaged stories. Right. And whereas that's that's more of an American thing to have an episodic uh, TV series that just each episode is its own thing and doesn't really matter. Yeah, but I mean, there's got to be 
these fucking animes that are like 200 episodes. It's not like a 200 episode story, is it? <sighs> Might as well be. <laughs> Some of them. I mean, like, like you. Like Ursa Yatra is definitely not. That one is a very episodic anime. Right. So there's that. And I like think that. Ron Mahaff is for the most part that. Um, Inuyasha is more of a. Tom wants in on this. But I mean, so there are episodic anime. Isn't like you you said something about Sailor Moon being uh, there's story episodes like X Files where there's story yeah, and then yeah, there's a one, bunch of like episodes that one is of the kind week. of unique in how it's handled that where there is this overarching story where each season is kind <laughs> of jeez Tom <laughs> stop trying to crazy me. over there little nutcase uh. <laughs> stop <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because Sailor Moon will have an overarching plot for the season, and then rather yeah. than stretch it out longer than it should be, they'll have episodes that are kind of meaningless strewn in between. Right, like X-Files. Yeah, and it's kind of unique in that one. Like, I've, I don't think I've seen another anime really do it quite that way. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen anything other than X-Files do it like that because I haven't watched the Sailor Moon so that's always my reference point for like Mm. story episodes at you know random points in the you know most other anime will like each season will be an arc or maybe a two season arc or something where it's one stretched out story and everything will kind of be building to that and there might be a few uh, side episodes here and there that kind of aren't important to it but right. generally speaking yeah most anime and certainly not all there are always going to be those little exceptions here and there that and perhaps more in comedy anime than in more uh, dramatic anime but yeah i would say comedy's probably almost would have to be more episodic yeah i don't know yeah, I think XL Saga is very episodic like that. Um, Cowboy Bebop, oddly, is very episodic. But that one, too, is a little comedic. Yeah, I don't remember. I watched, I don't know, three or four, and it was just, I don't know. Wasn't That's the one everybody says. It's like, oh, that's some hot shit anime. you got to <laughs> see some fucking Cowboy Bebop. I watched a couple. I don't know. It's all right, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't, didn't do really do anything for me. It was just kind of, I don't know, kind of whatever. I don't know what the big deal is, honestly. I mean, maybe maybe if I kept with it, I would have saw what the big deal was. There's a you know final episode titled "The Big Deal." And I would, <laughs> oh, there it is! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Suddenly, it got good. Right. I don't know, but but <clears throat> I like the fact that that. They were episodic because I remember there'd be like there would be like a little self-contained thing, right? But I liked the fact that something would happen in that episode and then that would carry on, right? It, and I it, don't remember what the things were, but it I just definitely remember had continuity to it. Yeah, and... like so I liked I like stuff like that, like, uh, but I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really got an explanation for. Why you didn't well, I wouldn't it, expect but... you to have an explanation, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, 
mean, I think that one's a great series. But. Well, yeah, you and everybody, <laughs> everybody else, else that I've yeah, ever like, you know heard anybody talk yeah, about that thing. I'm, I'm kind of surprised in a way that you don't you weren't into it because it is in many ways kind of playing off of like American film and stuff. And, yeah, and I don't know. It, Maybe that's yeah, and that's why I think a lot of people love it is because it is familiar enough because it's addressing things familiar to an American audience already. Yeah. And that's eh. and that's why it's uh, so often cited as one of the best entry points to anime is because it's... That was my fucking exit point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm done with this shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what can I say? I, I yeah, would watch, I, like, if... if, if I was uh, tasked with what do you want to watch? Those who hunt elves or cowboy? Bebop. I would fucking watch those who hunt elves again over, like trying to rewatch whatever I watched on Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Wow, like harsh. I mean, it's not even harsh. It's just like, did I enjoy it? Not really. Mm. It's not that I don't think it's shitty. It's it is what it is. It just wasn't anything wasn't yours, that like thing, yeah. really. Uh, it didn't really do anything. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I don't e- expect anybody to agree with me, or <laughs> right. And I, I mean, don't care. Whatever. It's just it is what it is. So. Yeah. I mean, well, doesn't connect with you. It doesn't connect with you. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Not gonna harp on that. I right. Mean, just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am surprised by it, but I mean, what? I mean, whatever. if you if you wanted to do it as an episode, and like I was forced to watch it, I'm sure I would enjoy it, but. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I'm sure of anything, but right. But uh, I might enjoy it, you know. Yeah, but I think if you if you went through several episodes of it and it wasn't grabbing yeah, you, I probably at watched all. two or three. I don't know, maybe four. I don't yeah. know. It was just like ugh, I'd rather watch something else. <laughs> and I like almost never do anything like that. I I almost always see yeah. things through to the end all right but uh you know i was like you know what <laughs> i don't care <laughs> <laughs> there's things i like about it but it, it's been so long that i don't remember what those were all right so i don't know yeah well i think a lot of people like it because it has a it has a like an interesting name I think that's a lot of it. If it was called something else, I don't know that people would like it. I think that that name is just like, ooh, I like Cowboy Bebop. And people are like, whoa, what's that? This cool guy. (laughs) You know? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a very well animated (laughs) series, a very well constructed one. So, I don't know. Well,. I would watch uh, Those Who Hunted Elves over it. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it more. Well, <laughs> to each their own. You heard it here first. <laughs> and only here. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who else will have that opinion. But. Ah, somebody's out there. Some, my fucking kindred spirit out yeah, there. So, somebody. Yeah. Somebody will... Uh, Across this vast universe, there has to be one yeah. other person that agrees. <laughs> somebody out there will... I'm gonna comment on you get like five comments on it next time. I'm like, of course I'd rather watch <laughs> Like who wants Cowboy Bebop? I mean, I'm just I'm not lining up to watch those who hunt else again. It's right. not like something that I'm 
really expect ever to watch ever again. Like, it's not like I was super into it, but it, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel, I mean, I wasn't compelled to watch them, but, I mean, I was because we had right. a timeline, but um, there was a lot of times where it's like, oh, I'm going to watch one, and I'd just be like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> do something else. So it's yeah. not like it was it was really right in there, but, but it got to the point where I had to watch three a day towards mm. the end, the last few days, and I didn't find it hard to watch three of them in a day. Mm. I found them to be uh, enjoyable and rather quick. They're, they're, you know, with the the intros and the outros and all that stuff, I mean, they're probably the actual story content's only like, I don't know, 18 minutes or something? 15, 18, something like that? Yeah. So, because you got two minutes on either side plus a, an yeah. ending little cut, yeah, I usually whatever you call consider it. them around 20 minutes, but... Yeah, that's probably, general. that's probably closer, 20, yeah. Yeah, I kind of... But it goes fast. Um, that's another thing I really liked. I enjoyed the music quite a bit. Mm. Did you find the songs? I didn't really the notice the music too much. Did you watch the intros at all? I watched them like, just, uh, once or twice just to... And, and they didn't really capture me or anything, so... And again, in 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 general, just as a the series itself was not grabbing me in yeah. any way, so d- that didn't give me any reason to want. Like, uh, and I I was actually in this sort of like, uh, I just want to get this over faster. <laughs> I'll skip the credits. I don't really care enough on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but but I I will always watch the opening and ending credits at least once, once to yeah. see it. But. Uh. I didn't do too much more than that for this. Did one. you even watch the? Because they had number two had a different. Yeah, yeah, opening I watched and, the different you know. ones. Yeah, okay. and it was just like, yeah, there's some. Uh, there's well, some anime theme songs going. That fucking first season, the opening song, I really, really liked that song. Um, mm. And then I really loved how that song, because you've said that that traditionally they just take a pop song, slap it on the beginning. And that's it. Yeah. And maybe they did that for this too. But the the score of the episodes would frequently use the melody line mm. and the opening lines, the the bam 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 that little <laughs> thing from the beginning. They would use that um, rearranged and and sometimes mm. it would be like faster or slower and and it would be it would like emphasize jokes. Like there would be parts where um, I can't remember what the fucking thing was, but there was something where they were gonna like Junpei was gonna like strip an elf or something, but he was doing it different than he would normally do. So they played the the song was all like it was that melody, but it was all fucked up, <laughs> and so it like added a layer mm. of of comedy to it that I enjoyed, and uh, that I found that those that 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 melody was in both seasons and it was just hmm. like oh it's not even the song at the beginning but it's carrying over that incidental music is carrying over and so it made me think like well maybe they did write this song they might for have. the show and i 
I think a lot of times, like even like they'll they'll get like a pop singer to do it, but I think a lot of times it's actually composed for the show, but done performed by oh, a more like okay. it's not necessarily just some song they've grabbed from somebody's already existing. Okay. Uh, not necessarily anyway. I, th- I think it kind of runs a gamut of all sorts of weird things, but a lot of times it's it's usually a big part of the marketing thing to have that the opening or ending the credits singer, as yeah. a, and the singer doing it and yeah, and yeah. have that pushed out there as part of the marketing. Right. It's <clears throat> very tied into the overall marketing of it. But well, I enjoyed this. So songs. this one may have been composed for it or at least uh, gotten enough of the rights that they could reuse that melody and Yeah. And, they really and they got their yeah. money's worth out of it. They really, you know, <laughs> changed it up and and I thought mm. it was done very well. Yeah, that's kind of that may have just been a layer I totally was uh, oblivious yeah. to because I don't recall any of the music in the show, awesome. like in the actual show, like the actual background music. I don't recall any it was of a, that It ever. was good. I loved, I really enjoyed the music. That's one thing that really uh, also made them very pleasurable to watch because mm. it was, I, I thought it was very well scored. And and uh, yeah, so you know what? I think, uh, I think. I'm just gonna have to watch it again. <laughs> Next episode, fucking the rewatch part two. We're gonna rewatch it. <laughs> All right, we'll 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 do part two where, where I re, I rewatch those who on elves and you watch all of Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> we can do Cowboy Bebop. I don't mind doing it. I I'm I would be curious to see what the rest of it is if it if it in any way intrigues me but i remember not liking the characters and just be kind mm. just being kind of like uh fuck these guys i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah i would say character wise like it gets into them a bit more later on yeah i would say the fifth episode especially goes into spike but man the, you know every fucking you know the episode you I could know be that like fifth man episode. the fifth episode like, I, I know that fifth episode because that was always my favorite episode oh, that's man. the one i would i would watch a lot and that's wild. That that one was crazy church shootout scene and okay. massive duel between him and his arch rival from the past. And yeah, huh. so that that one delves a bit more into who Spike is and why he is the way he is. Yeah. Hm. Well, which is a uh, it's kind of funny you don't like him because he's kind of uh, partly uh, take takes a little bit of inspiration from like a Bruce Lee kind of a yeah. He's kind of this martial art artist kind of character that I would have expected him to. I don't remember any of that, honestly. Yeah, and it it may not have gotten (laughs) into that in those first few episodes you watched. It may have just been like, here's this stuff to hook you and not getting you. Like, I literally don't remember almost anything about it. Like, that's how much it it, uh, impressed upon me. Right. Um, but that's not really. Sad. I mean, I've I have a bad memory for stuff like that, and I watched a few episodes multiple years ago. So right, and who knows? I'm not going to try and convince you to jump on the bandwagon. It's just no. It's just that it was kind of surprising. I thought it would be something you would have uh, connected with. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff like that probably yeah. in in the world of things that yeah. uh, but, uh, you know people like and people don't like. Right. Right. Yeah. I can certainly uh, agree to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, 
I could throw you all kinds of fucking B movies that <laughs> that, that you love and everyone. Why else the hates. fuck would you like this? <laughs> why would I not? <laughs> I mean, fuck. I I'm the guy that genuinely loves and thinks that Howard the Duck is a fucking great movie. So clearly. <laughs> I am not, you're, the, you're not on the, the average bear. The same level as everyone else. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're on a different uh, operating wavelength. I, yeah, I'm just on. You know, <coughs> I'm fucking on my own wavelength. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm in in that same way a lot with uh, video games. There's a lot of <laughs> ones that are, I'll just be like, I, I'm not into this one that everyone loves. That everyone loves, yeah. And there'll be one that everybody hates, and I'll be like, What, what are you talking about? That was great. I loved that it did this uh, stuff. <laughs> so I, I get it. It's just, yeah. <laughs> if it ain't clicking with you, it just it ain't clicking with you. So I agree with that, but I will say that I. I know I've said it on the podcast before, but but the idea, if if it's not clicking with you, and it's from somebody like a director specifically, yeah. that you know is like a good artist, right? It, you you trust to a, like a, yeah, it's a like good. Uh... I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example, but like uh, if the if like you watch some fucking movie and it's just like. Oh man, this guy made all these great movies, but why is this one a piece of shit? Like I would say, watch it again and try to see what he's doing and stuff like that. Mm. So maybe if I had some kind of a of a way into the Cowboy Bebop guy, yeah, maybe it would it would intrigue me to watch it again. But I don't know. Maybe I, don't know. I guess I can show you some of his other stuff he's worked on i guess but well i don't know that i want to go the long road around (laughs) trying to become a fan i'm not suggesting that i'm saying like like coen brothers i fucking love the coen brothers i think they're Mm -hmm. some of the they make some of the greatest movies ever fucking hands down but they also made a lot of movies that i don't really think are great but i've only seen them once and Mm -hmm. I should probably watch them again, you know? Like, there's, uh, they've made, specifically their older movies, like Blood Simple and and fucking Miller's Crossing. Everybody talks, oh, fuck, those movies are so good. And, like, I watched them once when I was a teenager, and and I was super into Coen Brothers, and it's like, they're all right. (laughs) And so, you know, I think, you know, I should uh, watch them again instead of just keeping this outdated opinion or whatever yeah yeah and if you watched them as a teenager you might have a totally yeah for sure for perspective sure. on it now so. yeah right so <coughs> i don't know so maybe wait a few years and watch those who had else again yeah <laughs> another decade and maybe i'll uh i'll be like oh i just want some random fluff comedy that just right. uh, doesn't make me think yeah Well, I mean that certainly happened to me before. So, of something I've not liked and come back to later. And yeah, and liked it. Been like, oh, this this is actually pretty good. I noticed that on one of these things, I I looked at one of your reviews. It was a thing that we 
we watched and talked about and mm. one of your reviews was just like yeah i don't know i don't really recommend it and it's just like i don't remember steven saying anything <laughs> like that when we were talking about it i remember him being uh, kind of into this movie mm. and i don't remember what it was but it was just uh, mm. like huh huh look at that <laughs> yeah wonder which one that was i don't remember but uh, anyway yeah i mean i've I've had a few. I know, in just in terms of ones that I've reviewed and gotten kind of more fond of, was um, Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah. When I first watched it, it wasn't. I was just kind of like, mm, I don't know. It's kind of doing things I don't really like. And then yeah, I watched it again, and I was just like, yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that does happen. Who who did that? Um, that was Satoshi Kone. Okay. The and so that fits into exactly guy, what you were yeah. saying, where somebody you, a director that you yeah. know is good, and you watch a movie and you don't really like it, give it another chance if you. Right. And so, I did give that one another chance, and I liked it a good bit more the second time I watched it. So, there you go, firsthand <laughs> example. <clears throat> well, I don't know. You got any other uh, burning thoughts mm. about? Uh, the elf hunting. Uh, anything we didn't mention? Hmm. Probably not. Did you like the? Did, what about the uh, the the little bear who shits out toilet oh, paper? Oh, that guy. That was. I don't know. That was such a. You didn't enjoy that. Was that? A weird thing. I mean, it was it was fun. It was endearing. I guess it was. Did you enjoy when they showed how he made the toilet paper? When they show the little like, <laughs> yeah, the digestive little system? that was kind of funny. That was enjoyable. I, I did kind of like how uh, June Page just kind of justified it, but actually, now that I think of it, there's some interesting foreshadowing there. And that when they first find him, and they they knock over, like at first they got like this maybe house sized pile of toilet paper, and it turns into like this avalanche that wipes out the town, which was kind of weird. But right <laughs> in the center of all that was this gargantuan sized roll of toilet paper, and they're like, "Man, what could make that?" <laughs> and then it like shows on the other side of this mountain this gargantuan one, that's yeah, 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 stomping around over there. And then at the end of the series. The little guy gets really big so he can eat the tree. I'm like, oh, right. okay. It j just kind of clicked right That's now as you true. reminded me of that. Of oh, this this is a a thing. I guess they get big and yeah. And See, he did An it. another reason to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> I do wonder if he shrunk back down at the end, or if he's just giant forever now. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they all get giant. I don't. I don't think they showed him after that. Or maybe they did, and I didn't pay attention. They might have. I enjoyed him. You know what he made me think of was Pokemon. And mm. I looked up yeah. when Pokemon came out. Pokemon came Probably out in 96. Yeah. So just the year, the same year as the first season. And then the uh, the little guy, the little teddy bear, comes in, in the second season. So uh, mm. Was that the anime of Pokemon? Because I thought the game came out a little bit sooner. Than game that. was 96, first game. Okay. Mm. All right. I looked it up. All right. Because I was like, hey, this is like a little Pokemon guy. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can kind of see that. He did this <clears> little, he had a little, like, uh, He's a little voice to him, and he was just, like, inner pocket and stuff. And it's like, oh, it's a little pocket bear. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if they're, they're, uh, 
referencing something. I don't. I don't think that they're actually referencing yeah, anything. Yeah, it might but, have uh, been popularized and uh, taken on yeah. because of that. It, you know, perhaps even just subconsciously of a. Uh, we should have a cute critter in it, and, and right. not, not really trying. It's it's definitely not trying in any way to be a Pokemon. No, thing. not at all, not at all. It's it's just the cute little mascot character. But, yeah, but Pokemon definitely uh, did its part to popularize that concept. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that little guy could be in the manga like well, well before. Yeah, because you said that was what ninety four or something. Ninety four, it started, but you know. Yeah, and God only knows when that little guy comes in. Yeah, I I have noticed that they tend to sometimes, uh, like I think with uh, Inuyasha especially, they like, it's like years into the manga run and they'll introduce this major character who suddenly starts hanging out with the the team, becomes a part of the team, but in like the anime, there's like, first season, introduce freaking everybody, Uh, you know, just like rams the characters in as soon as they can. Yeah. And so... What about the uh, when they the tree that's the sealed tree that uh, then they they unleash the legendary sorcerer and it's this <laughs> fucking giant like Buddhist baby. <laughs> Not, that, that was a little weird little that chuckle? he was a little Buddhist, but maybe, maybe a little chuckle there. Yeah. A little chuckle, oh. maybe, maybe a little chuckle. Hmm. And then he turns in that tree and he eat and gets eaten by the bear. Nothing, just, yeah, just like. But, oh. Yeah. It's almost over. (laughs) You're like a fucking fast forward. Just like, God damn it. Okay, you fucking ate the tree. Let's go. I was was a little bit interested in that point because that was like a three episode arc where it it started building off of itself. And so I I was getting a little more interested in that. But at the same time, it was kind of building. I'm like, oh, it's going to end with a nothing ending, isn't it? It's going to have a nothing ending where none of this mattered. Yes, none of this mattered. Great. Well, I think that's a, that's a wrong way to go about it, though, because it's like when it started, I didn't think it would ever end. It just seemed like, right. oh, this is clearly like not going to end. Right. And so I don't think any of that ever matters. So the fact that, that you're like uh, like mad that it, it doesn't have a, you know, a, a resolution, I don't know. Yeah. It just seems kind of like... I think it's because, like, if it had just kept on going with its little episodic thing, but because they tried to make a climax out of it, of, oh, yeah. we're going to get them all at once, and everything's going to be... I'm like, oh, God. No, like, well, that's kind of the whole thing, is that they 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 reach for it, they have it, but they're fuck-ups, so they <laughs> they lose it, and they got to keep going. <laughs> Like the fir- they could have been back in the first season if the guy would have shut the fuck up. Yeah, they could have been back in the first episode if the guy. Didn't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. It would have been a one episode show without yeah. that. Yeah. But they're fuck ups, so they yeah they just yeah of course they fucked up again. I don't know. I, uh, I enjoy that kind of. I don't know. It's it, it's. Right. It, 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 I, I will I will say something that right in the first few episodes that I liked about it. Yeah. And it was. Um, the gradual reveal yeah it was a little few, like yeah because it starts off they're just running around you don't know why they're there right they're fighting and, those fucking shark monster yeah, it, pirates it, just, it pops up and it's <laughs> and then it kind of like over the next it like takes several episodes where the beginning of the episode will show a little bit of this right. story of how they got there and i don't think it ever really explains it all for a, at least several episodes and it it's a while, a while in yeah 
before they finally and so i liked the way they managed that yes. flow of information that's much better than if the first episode was just all of that and then yeah like know. if the first episode had been uh Celestia just dueling the evil wizard and then summoning the people right. like that would just would have been a much that was less fucking lame yeah, yeah that, that would have been much weaker as an intro yeah yeah uh, no it's so, much better to just jump right in yeah so i I'm, also enjoyed that so i will say that that i i appreciated that yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we found a positive um <laughs> <laughs> uh, well it was not <clears throat> mentally taxing and i i was very very happy for that it was i don't know it's been a rough couple of weeks so mm. it's one of those times where i like i haven't watched a movie in fucking weeks <laughs> oh jeez. and so it's just uh i don't know i'm overwhelmed and then i have to and it's like oh i gotta watch this thing and so to have it be uh very light and inconsequential was uh it was a relief. <laughs> All right. Well, is that it? Yeah, I, I think that's about it. All right. Well, um, until next time. Adios. See ya. All right. Well, we uh, got some feedback here. It's from our old friend Nick. But he writes in as Nicholas, so it, it kind of threw me off. I thought it was a new guy. Yeah, uh, he's uh, evolving more towards the reveal that he is Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Warming us up for it. Maybe that's the end of the uh, the feedback here. I, <laughs> I didn't read it. Go usually. I, I have I. They don't usually come in on the, the same day that we do the podcast, so I usually have read them already. Mm. But this one I did not read. So here we go. He says, good day to you two, and this is a comment on the reanimator episode. I guess that would become apparent if I just would read the fucking email. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Been a minute, a bit rusty on ye old typewriter here. Um. So reanimator badass <laughs> remember the days when i used to buy multiple copies of the out-of-print dvds of this movie from the unsuspecting real.com website whilst loading up on their glitchy unlimited electric electronic coupons do you remember real.com r-e-e-l no, no? it's a very old yeah it's a old uh like movie dvd site but yeah it's it, that's that's going way back. Mm. I haven't thought about them in a long time. Um, so we buy would buy the uh, out of print reanimator DVDs and then selling most of them for a buttload on eBay. Woohoo! Wow, <laughs> that's a fucking way to do it, man. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I discovered a totally rad movie as well. <laughs> now I'm fucking throwing my phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last night I read up on your. Bride of Reanimator review on this site, uh, and having been unsure as to whether I had owned and or seen that one as well, 
I was totally reminded from the memory branding intro of the disembodied floating head making nasty threats to poor Dr. West right at the get-go <laughs> on top of the wings he developed, you mentioned, at the climax of the film. Yeah, <laughs> I, I doubt we'll ever watch that because I don't have a copy of Bride of Reanimator. But, mm. but uh, yeah, the 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 doctor, um, I don't remember his name in that. But the, you know, the guy that gets the severed head and then they reanimate his head. Oh right, right, yeah. Somewhere in there, he gets wings. And he his gets head these fucking around. like bat wings, fucking oh, sewn onto the back of his head, and then yeah, he becomes a flying head. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, One of the good things about that movie. Uh, yep, that's all I remember of that one. Cool stuff, though. Yeah, there's a lot. He's building a body, basically, in that. He's, like, mm. he's trying to do a Frankenstein thing where he's building this woman out of parts. And, uh, all right. It's all right. It's just eh. yeah, good effects, but... I don't know. As a yeah. movie, yeah, I can, I, you know, I can definitely see that concept swinging towards the Frankenstein, yeah, Bride of Reanimator, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, the with the title for sure. Yeah, but just you know, the concept of Reanimator in general is a yeah somewhat Frankensteinish idea. It is bringing back dead bodies. Just it is for science, right? Right. <laughs> Anyways, last night uh, decided to tackle 2003's Beyond Reanimator, and surprisingly, that one was minus so much of the comedy from the originals. The refreshing part, however, is that I feel that by doing so, they have pushed the love the Lovecraftian horror elements to the surface, and I was actually sleep-induced to some nightmarish visions upon finishing that one. Pretty badass, too. Yeah, I like that one more than Bride, for mm. sure. Um, anyways, not sure what else to type here. Cleaning the cobwebs off of my keyboard still. <laughs> I'm fucking tongue-tied today. Yeah. Um, all I feel like saying is that the world needs way more Jeffrey Combs movies and way less Jeffrey Combs hidden deeply under makeup in random Star Trek episodes. <laughs> Enough said, Nicholas. That's true. Jeffrey Combs is in a lot of Star Trek episodes. Huh. Those aliens yeah, or something. Yeah. A lot of aliens. So, you know, like featured aliens of the week or whatever. Right. He does a lot of that. He's in a lot of movies, though, too. Hmm. Um, he's in Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. Mm. Did you ever see Frighteners? No. That's his, was that his first like Hollywood one? Or is yes. That, okay. It's his first uh, Hollywood movie. It was produced by uh, Zemeckis, director of back to the future and mm. such and uh it's awesome and jeffrey combs is like the main villain mm. because uh peter jackson a big fan of reanimator and so he's when he had the chance to like make a big movie he thought oh fuck who am i gonna cast right. i'm gonna fucking get jeffrey combs yeah. and so he does this real fun off the rails performance yeah it's a uh should uh, give that a watch then at some point. Yeah, it's good. I enjoy that movie. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Jeff I don't have enough uh, experience with Peter Jackson prior to Lord of the Rings. You don't? Well, yeah. You I've I've seen a few of his older ones now. Bad but, Taste. And yeah. You saw Dead Alive, right? Yeah, those two. I think those are. Those might be the only two older ones I've seen of his. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, before Lord, before of, the Lord Rings, of the Rings, it's yeah. pretty much, it's just, yeah, Bad Taste, Meet the Feebles, Dead Alive. It's really called Brain Dead, but in the U.S. it's called Dead Alive. Right, right, um, right. Heavenly Creatures, Frighteners. Um, before Frighteners, there's a little mock documentary that he co-directed called Forgotten Silver that I like a lot. Mm. It was about filmmaking, but it, they 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 made it as a fake documentary, and then they put it on New Zealand TV. Just they just put it on the TV <laughs> like it was a real thing, and it's about this this like like uh, these people finding it's it, like Peter Jackson's in it, and he was already kind of a star star director or whatever in New Zealand in the film industry, mm. and so like. It's about them rediscovering this lost pioneer of New Zealand film <laughs> and like how he did all this shit before all these other people in Hollywood and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is like one of the greatest finds of fucking of film history, you know, right here in New Zealand. And so they made it and it's totally just bullshit and made up. Right. And Peter Jackson loving old movies was able to like film all this shit like it was an old movie and he did mm. all this fake silent footage and stuff and uh and they put it on tv and people fucking thought it was real when all war of the worlds on it <laughs> yeah and they didn't like tell them for a long time and people were writing in and they were all excited to the fucking station that movie is very enjoyable i like that quite a bit uh um but yeah and then after frighteners i think is lord of the rings okay. if i remember right I don't think anything is in between those two, but maybe there is, and I don't remember. Yeah. I don't think so, though. Anyway, yeah, Peter Jackson, right in my heart. Yeah. I, I love him so much. Yeah, he's, he's one of those directors, like, everything I've seen by him I've enjoyed, but I'm just, yeah. just like, oh, there's just a bunch I haven't seen yet that I he's, he's get to someday. He's fucking awesome. He's like one of the best. Yeah, I I love him. He has a good spirit. He he produced a movie and wrote a movie that just came out called Mortal Engines. Oh, um, okay. And the his lead assistant director on Lord of the Rings and Hobbit and everything okay. is the guy who like directed it. But but Peter Jackson oversaw it and mm. wrote it and stuff. And oh. I'm I'm curious yeah. about that movie. Yeah, I, I guess that that kind of makes me actually want to see it. If yeah, I saw some like commercial or trailer for it or something. I was like, meh. Yeah, but I had no <laughs> idea Peter Jackson was on this. <laughs> you and every fucking buddy else, apparently, because it was a huge flop. But, oh, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm interested. I, I have this issue, at least with modern movie trailers, where yeah, no, like every modern movie trailer makes me not want to watch the movie. Well, yeah, like, I, I've they not fucking s- suck. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's just like for some reason these Hollywood trailers, I'm, they they always just make me go, "Well, that looks like shit." Like, yeah, no matter what, it's a trailer of. It's just well, the movie probably is a piece of shit, but <laughs> that, that's quite possible <laughs> in like ninety percent of the cases. But yeah, no, there's some good movies, but yeah, trailers. I don't know. They they, they tell too much, or they they're they're all kind of generic. They yeah, you know, like just... one company. 
there's probably like two or three companies that cut all the trailers and there's mm. one like major company and they probably cut all these same trailers that you fucking think are boring. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so like, you know, it's, they're not getting you out of your out of your house to go see these movies. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I get these feeling this feeling it's just like and I mean it is cuz it's a, a trailer it's trying to convince you that this is amazing and yes. epic and the best yes, thing. I'm yes. like it's a movie. Like come on, just like it's not going to like change my life. It's a movie. It might. It might, it might. but it's probably not. It might though. You never know. But you never know. I don't know. It just uh was feeling they're like pushing it too hard or something like uh, yeah like you've got to see this amazing movie like, well oh, yeah i mean God. they're trying to trying to overhype it or whatever <clears throat> right and it just feels overdone with all the trailers and stuff. yeah so well one of the reasons i try not to watch them is not even just the spoiler or i just i don't want to know about it. it's just that it always makes me less interested <laughs> in seeing the movie <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, watch them without the fucking sound or something, you know? Just like, oh, that visually looks interesting. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't know what I'll it is that. about it. It's just whenever I see something, it's just like the. <laughs> Have you then watched one of those movies and you enjoyed it? Um, I can't think of one specifically, but I, I have a feeling that it has been that way where it's. Yeah. Or it's been something that I've enjoyed and been like, wow. I tra- I... Actually, Kill Bill. Yeah. The trailer for that, I was like, when that first came out, it was just like, oh, that looks like fucking god awful shit. There's no way that's going to be anything even close to watchable. And, yeah. And, and, then, and then you watch the movie, and it was exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking. Yeah, and and then you liked the movie. Yeah, and then I was like, oh my god, this is like way better than I thought it'd be. Like, yeah, like I was just, I don't know, something about the trailer for that movie. But did you know going in that uh, Volume One had the anime section? No, I don't think I did. Did you like that anime section? It was alright. It was all right. <laughs> I mean, it was in- it was just a interesting change of pace from yeah. what it was doing before. So yeah, and that's kind of, I don't know, that's what that movie i guess kind of is is just a, a smorgasbord of uh <laughs> of shit from other movies yeah <laughs> kind of yeah but <laughs> just uh but fun stuff from, i give it a hard time but yeah. yeah the first one is uh is all right entertaining i guess um i i i've seen it a number of times actually mm-hmm. I, it's been a long time since i've seen it but i have seen that first one quite a bit uh, the second one I really don't like. Mm. I really don't like that second one. Well, uh, too much pastiche of stuff. It's just like a lot of the stuff in the second one. I just is just like they just fucking talk and like mm. I know that's a Tarantino thing, but god damn, like <laughs> it's not even interesting most of the time when they're talking. Like you know, I like old movies and like okay, but Jesus, you know, <laughs> do we have to talk about? about some random fucking 70s movie that you like tarantino you know like mm-hmm. it, it at the oddest fucking moment i don't know <laughs> it just uh that second one really rubs me the wrong way mm. there's things in it that are cool like gordon Lewis playing pai mei and and which is not like the actual pai mei from the fucking kung fu movies but right but uh you know like it's cool they use the same steps that that Jackie's in 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 the uh, Shallon Wooden Men, and like those 
you know they shot all that shit in Hong Kong and like that's cool and they put Gordon Liu in the movie and and all that but the the whole that whole training sequence is basically ripped off from a Chang Che movie called Shaolin Martial Arts mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of like it's just not as fun because it's, it's just, I don't know it's whatever mm-hmm. that's probably the highlight of the movie the rest of it I really don't like Mm-mm. but uh, you know whatever yeah I remember that one being a weird one not really knowing what to think exactly on it the but second it, one yeah it ended kind of weird it, with the uh, it wasn't like like the first one ends with like this horrific murder fest of yeah. like everybody yeah. dying and right and Most then of the, the action is in that first one yeah and the second one is just a much less just in general just much less but the ending especially is just kind of you know they get there and they have the little fight in the chair at the table and that it's like it's over and like right half a minute and you're just like oh okay that that's it, <laughs> it was well just, that's the thing yeah but before <clears throat> they even get to that they talk for like 40 minutes or some fucking <laughs> yeah, thing it's like it's, whatever it seems like yeah it's it's, it's much like, less of a an action yeah thing and it was just not like i didn't really hate it but it was just kind of like what are they doing like I, I don't know what the the goal is at this point anymore of the movie itself like <laughs> the goal is <laughs> is for tarantino to is to inflate his ego and do whatever he wants that's the goal <laughs> and and uh mission accomplished <laughs> i suppose so <laughs> yeah i don't really even care that there's not as much action in that second one i just just you know just cut out some of that fucking dialogue that doesn't mean anything to anything yeah jesus christ yeah it was a it was a weird one i, I was never really sure what to think about it yeah because it was going somewhere i didn't expect it to go and so i was like okay i don't know what you're doing now so i don't know if you're doing it well or not it's just kind of yeah. like <laughs> oh did you like it or not um <clears throat> it's been a while so it's kind of hard to remember but i think i mostly enjoyed it but yeah but, uh, i'm yeah. one of those uh not well versed in the hong kong cinema and right. didn't really see what it was doing exactly in terms of uh being such a tie into that i guess of yeah well playing I, off of that stuff i mean there's a lot of shit that i don't recognize or whatever but but uh the thing with those tarantino movies is i always know that even if i don't know what it is <laughs> i know like oh this is cool it probably came from something else <laughs> and there's something about that that i that just bothers me mm. like it's cool in that he likes all these old things and he's bringing them together in this new thing and theoretically it's introducing new people as a gateway to these old things and that's cool but I don't know that actually that really happens much at all and most people just then assume that all of that stuff is Tarantino's brain and that's what bothers me (laughs) because he gets credit for shit like that he doesn't deserve and I think he's a really good filmmaker and he has the 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 uh, the skills to actually make a good movie, but I just uh, <laughs> he just like instead is able to indulge his ego because 
when he does, those movies become very popular. And so then he mm-hmm. just gets more money to do more of that. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't, I just, I can't, I can't be a party of this <laughs> anymore, you know? Like, I didn't see his last movie, but, and he's got a new one coming out pretty soon, so. Hmm. Yeah, what was, what was his last one? Last one was Hateful Eight, mm, okay. which is a bunch of people that, cutthroat people that uh, are basically snowed in to a, uh, a cabin. I believe most of it is in the cabin. Mm. It's in part based on an old Spanish western that gets lumped in with it, spaghetti westerns called fuck what is it called it's called uh where is it cutthroats nine that's what oh, it's okay. called <laughs> and that movie is fucking bleak <clears throat> and it's a good movie mm. um and so i just feel like i don't i don't want to see tarantino's version of that that's like and that movie is like literally three hours or something oh jeez and you know that they're just fucking talking about <laughs> I mean they can't be talking about movies because it's the fucking 1800s but you know they're talking about probably some fucking folk song John Henry folk song or some fuck, you know I don't know Whatever what the fuck they're talking a, about yeah. Tarantino's head at the, de- at the you moment you know that they're, they're you know talking about some dumb shit so mm-hmm. I don't know but uh, yeah Whatever. The new one is uh, set in 60s L.A. Hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think it's called. Hmm. And so there's a lot of cool things where they redressed L.A. as old L.A. So you see <laughs> pictures and it's like, oh, shit, the Cinerama Dome looks like it looked in fucking 69. And that's fucking cool. But will the yeah. movie be cool? I don't know. Yeah. You have your doubts. <laughs> I do have my doubts. I do. I do like Inglorious Bastards quite a bit, though. I think that's mm, yeah. that's a very well made movie. And, yeah, that uh, one was fun. I I like that one a lot. I don't know that I'm like super interested in watching it, but <laughs> <laughs> I have seen it a couple times. Anyway, we've really gone off the rails. Yeah, yeah. This uh, in this little feedback <laughs> section. <laughs> <laughs> we we are good at our tangents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even know how we got here, but <coughs> yeah, here we are. We, and so we hit the the off ramp. Yeah, and did a little uh, surface street driving around town. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> if not, I don't know what to say. Um, I guess uh, find a a more interesting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adios. See ya. Down the mountainside, through the coldest line, past the angry tide, the mighty diesel winds, and the tunnel. Christ, what hogwash!